A su nombre. He is the Prince of Peace. A su nombre. He is our only Lord and Savior. A su nombre. Thank you, God Almighty. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Nameless Servants for Christ. Siervos sin nombres para Cristo. What's up, brother? And we are back. We back. <laughs> like we never left. Man, we we've been really inconsistent. <laughs> Man, I I, I want to say inconsistent. I just think it's it's a matter of um, life. Yeah, life. We're on different journeys. We're on different paths, kind of thing. We're trying to schedule and organize as best as we can, right? Yeah. Some there's gonna be times where we're gonna be very consistent with it, but the other times it's just um, we understand that things happen as well. Yeah, we gotta. It's just uh, sometimes the time the, the timing isn't right. Like last week, I think you had several appointments, and then I got hurt, and uh, one thing led to another, and we weren't able to do it last week. But mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is, right? Like sometimes. You can't control the uncontrollables. Yeah. And then, you know, the sickness, it's that time of season as mm. well. We're all getting sick too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got you're right. really sick, right? Yeah. I didn't want to come here and get the rest of your family getting ill or anything like that exposing. So I probably will be clearing my throat. <coughs> <laughs> or coughing a lot during this session. <laughs> I'll do my best not to do it, but I will do it away from the microphone just so all you lovely listeners don't get some unintentional asmr <laughs> lovely listeners ours yes lovely lovely saved and did you hear did you hear about, i did not hear what did i hear did you hear about the canadian government is trying to regulate podcasts i'm not surprised <laughs> man, i don't know what's going on with our country man this down with trudeau oh yeah. sorry yeah <laughs> That's going to make you clear your throat. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, man, it's just uh, it's crazy what's going on. Like, all these rules, regulations that are being like, to be put through. through right? yeah. yeah, and I think that, like, I think it's officially passed. Yeah. It's just like, I don't understand the, their logic, really, because they're saying they, they want these big techs to pay the government, to pay the creators. Right, but like, how does that really work? That's my question. Wait, that's the, that's the reason behind I, it? That's, I, I, that they want big techs to be, be paying the creators and the content creators? Yeah, so to make sure that the, the content creators and the, like the mom and pop shops, like people that have like, I don't know, podcasts where they're, they're trying to get them more recognized or, or paid more, something like that. I was kind of reading on it yesterday, but it's it's kind of confusing, right? Because the way it, you have to be careful of like where you're reading it from, because depending on where you're reading it from, there can be some bias in there. Oh, for sure, yeah. Then if it's like a really pro like Trudeau like <laughs> column or pro uh, conservative column, exactly. So you know, it's, they're gonna they're gonna lean towards yeah. the bias of whoever they're they're, their they're political agendas. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I'm always skeptical on like even on the radio like when I've been on 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 the road for work, it's uh, um, I always hear this this like commercial that says, um, Facebook is is trying to block uh, the content creators in Canada, so f- to keep up with the latest news, download the CTV app and oh, of course you'll be able to whatever <clears throat> it's like they're trying to so maybe that's what they're trying to do eh? yeah. 
trying to stay away from social media and bring back <laughs> the economy of the viewers to the uh, like, local news stations or national news stations. Yeah, me personally, I've never, I never gone on Facebook to look at the news, or I try not to watch the news in general. Yeah, because it's very, it's very. Um, social media is just a full of gossipers, mm-hmm. drama, and that's what news that. is too, right? Like when you were a kid, did you ever watch Primer Impacto? Of course, yeah. Yeah, that was just like. Chambre. It was cheese, man. I guess that's true, too, yeah. Because on the news, all it is is just, yeah, bad news or whatever the case is. It's it's nice to, to say, quote-unquote, informed, mm-hmm. right, by what's going around the world or what's going locally. Like, that I do appreciate, right, to know what's happening, to know what's going on. But other than that, um, well, look at yeah, America. social media just makes it so much faster and quicker. It's just right to the point where, like, this gets sent to update. Like, because everyone becomes now a, a news anchor, right, mm. at that point. If they're they're live on site, they're going to take a live video of it and post it on Facebook or make some sort of status or, or post, whatever the case may be, and it just spreads like wildfire, right? Yeah. And the thing is, like, a lot of, like, after the pandemic, a lot of these news, news places lost all of their viewership because of the fact that, that the, they were very inconsistent with with the whole COVID thing, right? Yeah. So, and then when that happened, like CNN, they lost all their viewership. Like, what's the big one in, in CBC in Canada, right? All these big, big uh, news places, they lost all their viewership because people could no longer trust the, the news, right? Because supposedly it was for, you know, like fact. It was it's supposed to be real, like. What am I trying to say right now? I have no idea. Um, like real state of the art news, like like uh, it's like supposed to, it's not, yeah, it's not supposed to be. Um, it's not supposed like to propaganda or yeah, it's not f- supposed to be false narratives or anything. Exactly, like that. it's not supposed to be none of that. It's not supposed to be uh, uh, bias in any way, shape, or form, right? Oh, it has yeah. to be straight to the news, right? Like, mm-hmm. doesn't matter like what you're affiliated with, either you're conservative, or liberal, whatever, yeah. whatever it is. It should be, you know, unbiased just the news. Yeah, just like great like original journalism of speaking what the actual situation exactly is, even without if, any agenda in mind exactly even if you were a liberal right <laughs> you still speak on the facts of conservatives or whatever right but that's not the case now like you see like all these uh big news places that are are affiliated with their their political party right like in the united states you got fox news that's obviously uh right wing and then you got <laughs> cnn that's obviously left wing like which one does trump say is fake news fox <laughs> i think it was is it fox that's uh liberal i don't know man it's one of those i don't know it's it's and that's the thing that's and that's happening in the united states right and that's also happening here in canada cbc is obviously uh affiliated with liberals mm-hmm. right they're very pro trudeau right so what are you going to do when when something when when he does something and it negatively affects the the nation like look at the situation that we've yeah, been they're trying lately. to make a positive out of a negative right or try to like no this is the reason why or like no there's there's another reason for this it's not what the conservatives are trying to say or trying to put out there mm-hmm. like look at have you heard of they that? do have a they do have a lot of grasp and they do have a lot of impact when it comes to how the narrative is going to be presented for the public t- to see what they're going to follow, right? Cause exactly. It's very, it's all, we're all very impressionable people of how they p- display the information. Look at the situation that we, they, the, the government has been dealing with lately. I don't know if you saw what happened with, at Parliament, right? They, uh, oh, yeah. When Zelensky came yeah. and, uh, 
<clears throat> they they gave a standing ovation to a World War Two veteran, and then turns out that this World War Two veteran is a Nazi. Yeah, ex-Nazi. And what happened? The uh, the Speaker of the House had to resign and take the full blame. Now here's my, the question: Is can he take all the blame when you know you have the Prime Minister there? They're supposed to. No. Do background yeah. checks on people that are coming to government, yet he's saying that's not his responsibility. Yeah, what the heck, man? Like, just, I, like uh, for me, it just seems like a thing like the whole house in general. Everyone involved in that place should be like under the microscope. Yeah. Even like, the conservatives. How can how can everyone just assume that, oh, that's all it is, World War II veteran, and not really look into it that much? Even like the, was it president or prime minister of Ukraine? Or, mm-hmm. I don't, he, yeah, I don't know if he brought that though. He came with him, I think. Or I don't know what it's, I, I don't know the specifics. A, yeah, there's just a lot of questions like how it came to be and, and why is the house speaker of that place the one to blame and take the fault and being the scapegoat for it. Exactly. Now, I've been seeing their debates and then even Trudeau was like, "Oh, uh this the the whole situation rests uh, all the responsibility goes down to the speaker of the house because he was the, it was his idea and this guy's just throwing him under the bus i'm just like dude you're the prime minister of course you have to take accountability for yeah. what what happened like at the end of the day this the house the speaker isn't the top guy in this nation that's you yeah right like at the end of everything like yeah you have eyes and ears everywhere Right? How can you be that ignorant, that blunt, and not know it? Like, no one's going to buy that at all, man. Mm-hmm. No one in Canada is going to buy that. Oh, that was his responsibility. Like, hello. What about you? You're directly involved, too. Like, you can't, you can't be. You can't be looked at someone who is an unbiased person or just a pedestrian or not pedestrian, just as an unbiased bystander. Like, you're directly involved. There's no way around it. Yeah, and how is it that someone at home just randomly goes on Google and search up, search, searches this guy up and then finds out he was a Nazi and the Canadian government didn't know? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's can in the last, like, month or two. Yeah. We're not looking good at all. Man, we were trying, almost starting a war with India. It's yeah. like all this stuff that's happening. And mind you, I'm not a guy that's like involved in the whole political spectrum. I know. You don't, you don't vote. You hate I, it. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> I don't get involved in it, but mm. I, I like to know what's happening, right? And mm. I just see what like what's happening. And, sure, I, yeah. and I'm just like, man, what is going on in yeah, this country? Man. Honestly, man. And again, I'm just looking at Trudeau like, bro, this is you, man. For the past, like, how long this guy's been the prime minister now? I don't know. Six it's been years? a while. Six, it's, seven years? I feel like it's been a while, man. Ever since because, yeah, the conservatives, like, they haven't had a good leader in for the longest time. That's why they could keep failing. That's why Trudeau's always in been power. But shout out to Pierre. He's going to do a landslide, man, this guy. Yeah, but he, this is my argument to people that, that think like you, right? Isn't that what they said Trudeau was going to do when he came into power? They said they said the exact same thing. Everybody mm-hmm. was like, "We have the best world leader in the world. Like, we have the best, you know, prime minister. This guy's going to do changes. He's going to do this. He's going to do that." And now look at what's happening now in this in this yeah. nation, right? It's that's that's just Canadian politics, man. It's just that's we get, politics in general. Well, at least yeah, but at least for Canada, it's just we we just let a certain party get in power and then. Once we get tired of them, like, oh, we switch over. That's mm. just all it is. It's always a take a turn kind of thing, right? Because, yeah, I think at the beginning, maybe there was high hopes of Justin Trudeau because of his name, right? He follows uh, his father's footsteps, foots, uh, footsteps directly. So there was a lot of expectation from him. And I think at the beginning, 
quote unquote, if I recall correctly, he was doing some good. But of course, anyone in power, like even before Justin Trudeau, who was it? Um, Stephen Harper. Stephen Same Harper, thing yeah. with him, right? He was doing some good stuff at the beginning, but when he was in power for so long, at the end of it, it's just like, yeah, we're tired of this guy or whatever was happening because I think there was stuff going on with him too. It just happens all the time. So like even with Pierre, like, yeah, maybe at the first, let's just say five years, four years, might do some good. But at some point, it happens to everyone, I think, man. Some sort of corruption or some sort of need of power or something happens to the point where it's just like, all right, we're tired of conservatives, now we want liberals. All right, now we're tired of liberals, now we want conservatives. So always the back and forth, the conservatives where they save all the money, do all these cuts, and then, yeah, then Canada has all this money, and then the liberals come in and they spend everything and make all these fundings, and it's just a repeated progress, yeah. pers- uh, progression. But we haven't, we've never been in this much the debt, and then then the history of the nation. Oh, for sure, yeah, they, we're yeah. yeah, yeah, the debt that we're in right now. And the craziest part, the, the the most infuriating part for me is this guy, like three weeks ago or two weeks ago, announced that he's sending six hundred and fifty million dollars to Ukraine. Like, use that money for the people here, man. Yeah, like for the housing. Look at Kitchener. Prices, look, look at where we live, Kitchener. The homeless, Chris. The homeless situation here is so bad. So bad. It's, it's worse. City. Yeah, it's worse in other seri- in other areas that I've seen. But yeah, it's it's just something that we're not used to seeing at all. Exactly. So look at the situation that's going on here. How people are struggling to pay for groceries. How people are struggling to pay for their rent, their mortgages, whatever, whatever it is. The the interest rates are at an all time high. Mortgage rates are at an all time high. Like. What's going on in this nation that we're spending, 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 sending this money to an, a war that has nothing to do with us, and we're just continuing well, on this road of... I, I think the war, in some cases, has something directly in, involved into us, because as anything, there's some kind of relation that will affect us one way or another, right? Um, yeah, and again, but, I don't know how much information about it, but I just know Russia, yeah, they're trying to reclaim back their lands, trying to grow bigger, trying to grow a greater power, trying to have more influence on on the global power spectrum, and probably a lot more other things that they're trying to do as well in the scheme of it all. So unfortunately, like, I guess we have to support Ukraine just to kind of make sure things stay the way it is so there's no upper end or no upper edge or anything like that. Okay, let's go into conspiracy theory real quick, real quick. All right. Let, let let me throw this uh this uh theory at me? No, not theory. Um <laughs> idea. Okay, say 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 you're you're a nation, right? I'm a nation, okay. So say you're let let's say you're the United States, right? Okay. And me being Canada, I tell you, Hey, I'm gonna put some nukes in the border of our in our borders. Mm-hmm. Some nuclear weapons. What were your react what would be your reaction to that? If I was in the United States, if you were the United States and I was Canada, and I told you I'm gonna put some nuclear bombs in our borders, like right, right in the Canadian American border, border, what would you do? Like, why? <laughs> what's, yeah. what's what's the reason? So, so obviously you'd question it, right? Mm-hmm. But speaking like a, a like a world leader and as a nation, right? If someone does something that some does something like that, is that not an, an act of war? Um, I guess depending on how much information you know about. Of course, if you don't, if you find out through spies or through investigation, then yeah, it does does raise concern, red flags, kind of thing. 
but being a an ally for so long and being neighboring countries with all that reputation you would hope that there'd be some kind of transparency but again right every yeah. nation has like their political agenda and they have their secrets as well so the the theory is right and it's not so much a theory it's more it's it's, it's an actual fact right that's what ukraine was doing to russia and this is not this is not i'm not defending russia i'm not defending uh the situation that's going on over there i don't believe in doing one bad one evil deed uh well or you're not picking sides i'm not picking sides i'm just just, laying the facts out there right yeah you're just having discussion because you it, it takes two to tangle right yeah so the 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 narrative right now within the whole war situation is that russia is trying to overtake ukraine right which is not good mm-hmm. but at the same time ukraine was arming themselves and was trying to become an ally with nato which was a big no-no for russia yeah right so now you got this situation in the world right have you heard of BRICS? yeah so that you got that alliance with BRICS, mm-hmm. and then you got the nato yeah. So what's going to happen if this if this situation keeps on escalating? It's going to become another world war, right? Yeah, if if we're not war, careful. Yeah, the world war, cold war, however you want to say. Because the United States is saying that they're not involved, right? That they're not they don't want to get involved. Yet they've sent 120 billion dollars to Ukraine. Yeah. So like, just, no, there's yeah, technically speaking like yeah, Russia said like there better be no involvement of other countries. I exactly. guess in a sense of like physical um Sorry, not physical, of actual army presence of those uh, countries. But yeah, like there's a lot of countries that are actually aiding, or that are still involved, whether it be financial aid or um, weapons aid or artillery aid and or whatever the case may be. Mind you, we've seen this story before. How did America go, go into Afghanistan? Because they were trying to, quote-unquote, liberate the, the Afghans from Russian uh, dictatorship, I guess mm-hmm. you can say. So what happened was they went into Afghanistan. They trained all these Afghans on war. They gave them uh, weapons. Resources. They gave them all the resources. What happened was they eventually separated from, from Russia. And then what happened? America tried to take over. Really? Eh? Yeah. All oh, too. Okay. Yeah. And the same thing now is happening in Ukraine. So you're sending $120 billion. You're eventually going to say, yo... We need this money back. Yeah. Oh, you can't pay it back? What's going to happen? Yeah. America's going to take over. Yeah, you're going to be a part of America now. That, that's my conspiracy theory, right? Uh-huh. That's not like... I'm just throwing that out there just to see what's going to happen, yeah. right? Because because the, you've seen this movie before. History right? repeats itself, man. Yeah. Same thing happened in Cuba, mm. right? Cuba was was the was the, the main port to from Europe and all those other nations to Central America, South America, America, mm-hmm. right? You had to go through Cuba in order to get to all these places, right? Right. So what happened was Russia was trying to influence Cuba into becoming a dictatorship. America didn't like that because they wanted Cuba. They wanted Cuba to be an American, a part of America. Cuba didn't want that. They wanted, they had just finished the revolution with Spain, and they want they wanted to be an independent nation. Right. Who wouldn't want that, right? Yeah. But because they were being influenced by the Russians, and then America was trying to low key take over, what happened was you had the Cuban Missile Crisis. 
then America couldn't go. America couldn't go into Cuba for yeah half a century. America banned all like incomers from Cuba, or Cuba banned all incomers from America. Whatever the case may be, it became an ugly situation, <clears throat> right? Just yeah. recently, those those relations relationships have, start, have been starting to get fixed a little bit, right? Yeah, Americans but, able to go to Cuba now. Yeah, exactly. So these kind of things happen in the world, right? But why does it happen? Because money, money, money talks. Everything else walks, right? Money makes the world go round. So now we got this situation in Ukraine, and mind you, before the 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 war started, Ukraine was known as one of the most um, corrupt governments in the world. Really? Yeah. Before with the, before, with the president or before? no before Zelensky, they were known for for really really bad corruption. Yeah. Right, and that's not to say like I, like. Did you watch documentaries on this? Or? Yeah, I just, I just, I. You went to a loophole. I yeah, I go into loopholes and then I find things out and then I'm just like, okay, I start connecting the dots <laughs> it's and I'm all just, making sense. I'm like, okay, <laughs> now okay. Did you know Zelensky was a comedian before he was a politician? Not surprised. One of the presidents of my America was an actor too. I forget who it was. Ronald Reagan. Yes. Well, then you got Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Schwarzenegger. But he, <laughs> you know what? Schwarzenegger was not a bad governor. He did some stuff for California. The thing is, like, the thing that screwed him over was just, like, the whole fact that he was an actor, right? Yeah. So. He had a reputation to build because of that, right? I am the I am the governor of California. <laughs> get to the chopper. We will cut the taxes down. Did you know? Go to the gym. Get your pump in the muscles. <laughs> Eat your protein. Ch- okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> Did you know Clint Eastwood was a mayor in Northern California? I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's just, it, it's like... Do you know that Kane, the wrestler? Yeah, I heard about him too. He's either a mayor or a governor as well. Yeah. That guy's mad. Anyways, we're off track. <laughs> <laughs> but that, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, governments are so corrupt now. Anyways, it doesn't matter, like, the situation, that whatever's happening. Like, you know, either they hide it really well or they don't, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> one I, way or another. I went down the, the Nayib Bukele loop. Uh, just, I just wanted to see, like, what his deal was, right? Like, and for the listeners who don't know, that's the, the president of El Salvador. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, he's been doing some really, really great things for, for the nation, right? Like, yeah. El Salvador went from being, like, the crime capital of the world to being one of the safest Not. places to go. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, you, they've like, been hunting down a lot of gang members, locking them up, just doing missions after just missions cleaning up the thing, streets, right? man. Just like yeah. doing what they have to do in order to like, because El Salvador was so poor and it, but it's such a beautiful, so dangerous. Man. Yeah. It's so dangerous, but it was such a beautiful country. They had one country, of the best, yeah. they have the, one of the best surfs in the world in the world now people wouldn't go there for that exact reason yeah. for the crime gangs. for the d- gangs the danger how dangerous it was for people to go there right. i remember when i would the last time the last time i went to el salvador um they told me not to take my my gold chain not to take nice clothes because the people were going to know that we weren't from around there and and where my my grandpa and my grandma have their house it was in one of the most dangerous areas in El Salvador. So it's like you had to be careful. Like you had to tread carefully where you were. Mm-hmm. Because if they knew where you were from, then it was game over. Yeah. Or it was game they, over. Or if they even heard you speak, it's like 
they know right away kind of thing. Now this president has cleaned everything up. Yeah. He's done wonders for <clears throat> for the country, man. Like Out of all the presidents in the last yeah, 10 years, 20 years, whatever the case is. Yeah. He's done like great things and uh, like amazing things. And I tell my dad all the time this right now. I'm like people are loving him, but give him a couple of years. They're going to start hating him for whatever reason. Because that's it's, just how it is. Yeah, it's always like that. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to... They're looking for... And especially the news, too, right? They're looking for any, uh, like, chink in his armor or mm. any scandal or anything, right? There's always going to be, like, photographers, like, looking around because they want that paycheck, too, of, like, catching him in the moment where, I don't know, something that is not correct just to f- get him in that moment. Yeah, all, he has all eyes are on him kind of the thing, right? He has a target on his back, whether it's for... Whether it's for assassination, God forbid... Um, or just for that money yeah and if you see if you see that that you know that way of thinking a lot of that gets trans translated or transformed or it gets into the church you know what i mean because you can have like interesting segue okay yeah because you know how say say there's a new pastor right in a congregation oh okay okay okay. i got you at the beginning, everybody's loving him. Everybody's like, yeah, new pastor, new he, ideas. Oh, fresh like face, yeah, fresh face, nice like, person, right? changing things up. Very like cool. instead of like doing this, we're gonna yeah. do that. Blah 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 yeah. blah. Right? All all skimming on the surface. All those interactions, first three days, it's always like that. Yeah. But then give it a couple months and or yeah. a couple years, and then you start start hearing like yeah, he the chirping. putting his foot down or yeah or things that. Relations somehow they get a little bit shady because again people talk or misinterpreted or situations happen that unfortunately the pastor has to be involved in that maybe people are not going to take well or not going to enjoy or not going to like. It's just the nature of personalities and people, right? Exactly, and that's the the biggest thing that we need to understand as as human beings, right? We all think differently, we all act differently, we all have a way of understanding certain things right not all of us have the same understanding not all of us have the same knowledge of certain things especially when it comes to biblical things right Mm. not everybody can read a scripture and understand it the same way as everybody else right right you can read john 1 1 and understand it one way and then i can read it and understand it a different way for sure right but that's where we have to be different than the world Right, we have to use the Holy Spirit and discernment to understand that we need to come to the same agreement in everything. Yeah, and allow that the Holy Ghost um, to manifest in ourselves to understand as much as we can for that moment of what the Word is trying to reveal itself to us as well. Exactly. Because yeah, like you said, right? We all, you and I, can read a scripture and we can have different interpretations of it, right? But that's from our carnal mind, right? Of it, just our physical mind, mm. our flesh mind that we're trying to understand the way it is, based on our experiences, based on our personalities, and based on our exposure to church, right? But then that's what we have to recognize: it's not us. We have to allow ourselves to be humble, to allow the Holy Spirit, the One, to guide us, to let us allow to understand what it truly is meant by His Word, because we know that each word in the Bible is specifically chosen for a reason everyone every syllable every letter every word has its like story behind of why it got to that point exactly right yeah everything it's not written just for the sake of being written right right if it's it's, say that again say that again it's if i forgot what i said (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) it isn't written for the sake to be written exactly it's with a purpose 
you know, my dad was saying, my dad was uh, preaching the other day, and he says that a, a lot of the times when we're reading scriptures, we don't we don't stop to really understand what we're reading, right? Yeah, because like give a moment to like analyze or just meditate, right? Like, um, like, like the way it's the way it's written, right? Like it'll yeah. it'll it'll be a couple words together, and then there's a comma. So what does a comma mean? There's a pause, mm-hmm. or it's changing. The sen- sentence is slightly changing. Like the right? flow of the sentence, the structure of the sentence, right? Exactly. Because if if you don't, I don't know if you realize this. Maybe maybe you have some way, indirectly or not indirectly. Maybe all of us do this with subconsciously, right? Anytime we're having a conversation, whether it be you and I or just someone else, right? Like we're hearing what they're saying, but we're also in the back of our minds. We're analyzing how they're saying it, mm. why are they saying it, mm-hmm. the tone that they're saying it, right? The the words that they're using, right? Um, we're trying to think, okay, what's what's their involvement right now in their life, their social life, their personal life, right? Mm-hmm. What is going on with their life? If we know that much, right? Like how is it coming to this point that they're saying what they're saying, right? Mm. And sometimes I think like, man, we do this so much when it comes to in person to person. But when I don't, and again, I don't know if if people do do this, but it's something that I think about as well when it comes to reading scripture. How can I get to that point of analysis with a person when it comes to scripture itself, when it comes to Bible, mm. right? Because again, like just trying to go diving deeper and deeper. Because sometimes we do really dive deep into our own conversation, right? Like if if I can um, recall a moment where like. I don't know. Let's just say that one day you ask me, "Hey, how you doing?" Eh, good, right? And then at the end, like, and then after that kind of uh, uh, that kind of exchange, like afterwards, you're going like, "Okay, mm. why did you say it like that?" Mm-hmm. Like just those two words, the way you said it, his tone, what's going on with him? Like, you know, you just because it's not just the words, like it's also. Um, the, the body language, yeah. right? The body language, the facial language. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much other types of forms of communication that happens. That is not just the words itself. There's everything else that inter- intertwine with it. So, it, it, like when we encompass all of that, that we do every day, right? When you experience that with work, especially with mm-hmm. the way that you interact with your coworkers or your boss, kind of thing. Same thing with me. Something that I wonder if this is a practice or this is something that, um, how much would it affect or change when it comes to us when we read scripture? Which is a very difficult thing to do because, again, we were not there, right? Mm -hmm. There's only so much we can grasp for. But, again, that's the importance and need that we understand that this is why the Holy Spirit, we need the Holy Spirit to guide us through, to make us understand, to try to, like, I don't know if you had experiences where, or you've heard other sermons where, like, a preacher would say, Me imagino que este versículo, me imagino, me recuerdo. They're going off like that kind of thing, like, trying to, Try to some way relate to their own personal life too. Yeah, yeah. Like I think w- what the main thing we're trying to say right now is, when you're reading scriptures, you kind of have to slow down and really dive deep into what you're reading. Yeah, man. Right, because and even the, like one thing I think we need, all need to be careful with with is with these new these new um these new versions these new translations right because whether we know it or not. Sometimes they take away certain things that are in the original translation and they just take it away. Yeah. And the Bible says, he who takes away or adds to the word of God is cursed. Mm. Right? And we need to be careful, mm. right? Because I forget what, what, what uh, there's a verse, uh, I think it's in John, uh, where it says that we need to let go of our 
of our sins in the flesh or something like that, right? right. But the New International Version just says, oh, the, those who have sinned will, or whatever, right? They cut off the, a really, really important part. Mm, they water of, it down. They right? water it down and they they don't, they don't, it, basically the, uh, the the point of the verse was to let go of, of the fleshly, of our flesh, desires fleshly wants. desires and right. wants, right? And the New International Version doesn't say that. yeah. It just says, "Oh, we are all sinners, but we we've been forgiven by grace." Yeah, right. It says but, like the half truth kind of thing. Yeah, so it says we've dangerous. been forgiven by grace. Point. Period. But in the original version, it says we've been forgiven by grace, but we need to let go of our carnal desires. Mm -hmm. So now, if you don't take that into account into your life. You're going to be like, oh. Yeah, what kind of separation do you have? What kind of difference are you going to be, right? Exactly. What is the 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 interpretation when it comes to either hot or cold? Because mm -hmm. at that point, you're just... Cold. In the middle, yeah. Lukewarm. Yeah. Lukewarm. And you don't want to be lukewarm, man. I know <clears throat> we've been seeing this over and over and over again, right? Mm -hmm. But we need to be careful when, when we're reading scriptures, when we're hearing sermons, when we're hearing uh, teachings on the Bible, right? Because we need to recognize whether this is coming from God or this is something that someone's trying to put into the, in the in into the church that's their own way of thinking. Yeah. That's why I really appreciate when certain preachers are, or sermons when they're preached. Um <laughs> Jeez. Um and and they're like there's a specific word that they want to fix on, right? Of a mm. of a scripture that they read. So then they go back to the original translation, whether it be Hebrew or whether it be Arabic, right? To see, going to the root of it. And I remember um, one time I was hearing one where um, I guess their focus was on the word love, mm. right? And for us in English language, uh, we only have one word for love. But either in in uh, in the Jewish language or in the Arabic language or the Hebrew language, wait, is Jewish? <laughs> it's just Hebrew, right? Uh, it's, yeah, it's Hebrew. <laughs> well, the the Bible was technically uh, written and translated into it was or Greek, Aramaic and Greek. Thank you, thank you for fact checking me. Um, one of the two, and then one of those languages. There's like three ways of saying love, or mm. there's three differences yeah. of love, kind of thing, right? Because in English, yeah, we don't have that. So it's nice to know when you go back to the root of it to know that there is different variations and and stakes when it comes to. Uh, a word that we're commonly only using in one way, but in many different ways. To know the actually, and it adds to like the, uh, again, to the intensity of that word, of uh, bringing a new realm of understanding to that word, right? Because as we know, when it comes to uh, a father and their children's love, it's going to be different from a mother and their children kind mm. of thing, right? Or from a brotherly love to like a, a love of their of their life or, their, or of their wife or their girlfriend or their, of their parents kind of a thing, right? Yeah. Just just like speaking, like I know we kind of like went away from way away from what we were talking about, right? But this is it's good to talk about this, like because I wanna I wanna concentrate on that word love, right? Because if you think if you look at it uh, uh, biblically speaking, yes, love sir. is greater than most is almost is greater than almost everything, right? right? In First Corinthians it says in Spanish I'm gonna say it in Spanish. Ahora permanece el amor, la fe, la esperanza y el amor. Estos tres. Pero el mayor de ellos is el amor, mm. right? Now, the only things that last is faith, is faith, hope, and love. 
but the greatest of these is love. Is love, right? Right. So love conquers most of these. Love conquers all of these things. Love is greater than your faith. Love is greater than than your hope, right? Which, which we see that used a lot, right? <laughs> a lot, right? Love conquers all. Love conquers all. Love right? is above all. Um, love uh, is love, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. Yeah, because, we, well, we won't go into that direction too much. Yeah, but, <laughs> but uh, you know what? What is love, right? It's love, baby. Don't hurt me. Sorry, <laughs> don't hurt me. <laughs> no more. Um, but it's love that kept Jesus up on the cross. Mm-hmm. His love for the world. His love for us. Well, not for the world, right? For the for the world. The, for God so loved the world. Oh, true. That he gave his only begotten son, right? right? Just because the world didn't love him doesn't yeah. mean that he doesn't love the world still, right? And it's it's that that kept him up there, mm-hmm. right? That, that love. It's that love that made him understand that his final words was, God, for, Lord, Father, forgive them for they not know what they are doing, mm-hmm. right? If there wasn't love in that, there would be, he would, he could have easily cursed them. Yeah, or just not do any of it at all, right? Exactly. That's and I can right when you say how love conquers all. Love, oh man, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to the extent where Jesus went to to prove the point to making sure that the Im- the impact of that hmm. feeling of that word love, right? To the excruciating pain that he went through, the torture, the betrayal, hmm. right? To those hunting him down, to those bashing his name, to those seeking him, to those who wishing all the harm in the world onto him, to the public uh, embarrassment, to the public shame, right? To the carrying of a, of, a, of a cross that weighs probably three, four times his own weight, to carrying that when he was only in rags, to the thorn to the thorn crown that he was wearing across his head for him bleeding out dehydrated hungry all for love Hmm. to be put upon a cross nails in his hands and his feet for love to the pain and duration of I don't know who knows how long he's been suffering through that to get to the point where love was what was fueling him to keep going to overcome sin to overcome the world to overcome death to know that it is love that truly conquered death truly conquered sin truly conquered this world it puts a huge for me at least right now awakening to the word love Mm-hmm. How, when it scripturally says, yes, there's love, there's hope, there's faith, but at the end of it all, it will be love that will conquer everything in this world. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm asking you, right? We're going to segue back to what we were originally talking about. Hmm. Are these governments in the, of the world using love? Hmm. Are these politicians of this world using love? Are they using love, compassion, understanding? Right, because if we look at it biblically speaking, the Bible says, "Love your enemy." Oof. Yeah. Love your enemy. Yeah. Show them compassion. Right. If your enemy is thirsty, give them water. Now, do we do we apply that to our lives? Hmm. It's so difficult to apply that to our lives. Why? Because in our flesh, in our sinful nature, if someone hates us. We hate them. Mm -hmm. If someone wants to kill us, we want to kill them. Right? The world isn't using love. 
even though they love to talk about love, like you said, yeah. love is love. Oh, love everything. Peace, prosperity Peace, for everyone. Everything. Yeah, they're talking about I love about you. That. I love you. It's I, all love. We're the here al- for you. The alphabet. Yeah, right. The alphabet group talks about love is love. Oh, we need to let everybody love each other. But mm-hmm. do they love those who oppose the way they they live their lives? Right. Do they show love, compassion, mercy to these people? Yeah. To those who, yeah, who are going against their agenda or do not agree with what their mindset is or their way of thinking or their practices. Us as Christians, do we show that love sometimes? Mm. Do we show that compassion? Right? We were, we were, we were talking about, uh, we've been talking about in church, what divides us as Christians, right? One of the biggest divisions within the Christian community is you got the people that baptize in the name of Jesus and then you got the people that baptize in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's a huge division within the Christian community. Interesting. Now, who said to baptize in the name of Jesus? That was Peter. Mm-hmm. Who said to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit? That was Jesus. Now, my question is Who do we follow? Who do we follow? And who's in the right and who's in the wrong. Mm-hmm. What did uh, John the Baptist, what did he say? He didn't say anything. He didn't baptize in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And he didn't baptize in the name of Jesus. He baptized for forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. So he never said, I baptize you in the name of the no. Father. No. Because it was different. It was a different baptism. Mm-hmm. It changed with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, now this is another topic. <laughs> But it's it's something important for us to get to understand what is the truth, right? Because you got the the name the ones that baptize in Jesus, the ones that name that baptize in the Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right. right? Now, the question was who was in the right, and isn't it aren't, aren't they both because Jesus is? <laughs> oh, that's what you're Amen, talking. brother. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> you are understanding. He did his homework. I get it. Everyone applause. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> They're both right. Mm-hmm. Because is Jesus not the Father, Son, Holy Spirit? Right. So now you see that huge division and within it, the two. Isn't that crazy? Because isn't it so silly as well that we're causing such havoc, such, uh, a, 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 such a situation or such a, um, a scene that, man, we're talking about the same thing here. Are we really nitpicking? Are we being petty about this? Exactly. So... So you see how there's this huge divide, right? The, mm. Even the people that baptize in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they call the other ones that name that baptize in the Jesus in Jesus' name, Jesus solos. <laughs> oh, that's mm, there you go. Yeah. Now, are they bro- are they not brothers and sisters? Right. They all believe the same thing. Are we are we followers of Christ? You know? Exactly. <laughs> so why do we have this division, right? Like, and you hear this in church. Oh well, they don't consider me their brother and sister. Then you do it. Right, yeah, yeah. You be the difference. Yeah, why are we bashing when we're all about talking about love, right? Trying to be more like Jesus. Well, is this something what Jesus would do? No, man. And you had, and, and let's be honest, you had to think about it, right? Yeah. Because I asked that question, right? But if you have the Holy Spirit in you, you, if you have the discernment, you will understand that both are right, both are the truth. Yeah, because what, again, right? Like, we have to come back to thinking which we originally were talking about when we're reading the text mm-hmm. again what is our intention here what is our goal here are we trying to unite or are we just trying to prove we're right mm. <laughs> a lot of people are trying to prove they're right right 
So then again, like you're allowing your ego and your emotions to take over at this point. We're talking about it's our it's our flesh again. Yeah. Our f- it's no longer the spirit that's speaking through yeah. us. It's our flesh that's speaking, right? right? And if we don't use the understanding that God gives us, right? And we have to open up our hearts. We have to open up our minds to understand what God really wants from us, and not to let little petty things, yeah, man, divide us. Bunch right? of petty whites and look Karens. At, look Sorry. at what happened. Look at what. Ha- <laughs> look at what happened with the United States. Why did they separate from England, the UK? Mm-hmm. Right, because they didn't under they didn't believe in the way they were living their lives in Europe. Right, or oh, right, we right, we right. want different. We want to separate. Right, yeah. same thing happened with Canada. We want to separate. Thing. Right, yeah. for what? For petty things. Mm. Because they didn't want to be part of the monarchy anymore. Because they didn't want to be this. They didn't want to do that. Right? Or that their own ideas of like living or their own practice kind of thing. Exactly. They take all the best things, quote unquote best things from UK and like, let's adapt to here, but let's modify and change. But we don't want to be a part of them because now we want to be a separate entity, right? You want to be something else, right? And the same thing happens within the the church, the community Mm. of the church, right? Yeah. Why? We live in Kitchener, right? How many Hispanic speaking Churches Christian are churches are there in this city. Yeah, man. Do you know how many there are? Uh, probably a lot. There's 20. 20? In Kitchener. What? 20 Hispanic-speaking Christian churches. Bro. And, and, it, I can t- and I can guarantee you all 20 came from two major churches in this city. Probably, man. And, and see, Guaranteed. And that's the thing that just... If I'm being honest, I like just bring so much like sadness to my heart, you know, thinking of what we could be, right? One, either one massive united church or mm. two big churches that could have done, not that we can't in this day and age, but just imagine just like, you know, like the Joel Olstein churches, like not to really bring his name out there, but just like the size and magnitude of that kind of church, how things that could have been done or how we could help to keep, again, not that we can't help the community, but like you always see those big churches, right? And you always think, like, man, what could have been that kind of that kind of scenario situation, right? What is our message to the world, though, when you have <clears throat> twenty Spanish-speaking churches yeah. and none of them? Yeah, get are we along? actually spreading the gospel, or are we just we're making sp- worse. Or are we just separating the church within the church just because, again, our own ideologies, our own egos, mm. our own personalities? our own need of thinking that we're right exactly and that's the thing thinking that we're right wanting to be the one that has the right or the truth or whatever the case Mm. may be right our sometimes our pursuit of being right or wanting to be right or having the right way of thinking can be so detrimental to the spiritual growth for the rest of the people that are there Right, because you're unwilling to learn from others. Yeah. You're unwilling to know that maybe this other person has more understanding than I do. Maybe this person has more spiritual knowledge than I do. Yeah. Maybe he has more biblical knowledge than I do. Whether they're older than, than us or they're or younger, younger than us, you can learn from everybody, man. Yeah. Like we we will never not stop learning from the Bible. Mm-hmm. There's so much to learn from it. Even if you read it every single day of your life, you're still going to learn something new. Yeah, because it all comes back to what? Our carnal mind versus 
the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. And so, how much they he will want us to know and understand as well. Exactly. And if we if we put up walls, right, to our understanding, to think that oh we reached because I have a PhD in theo- theology, mm. I've 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 reached my max. Yeah. Like this Lord, is Lord have mercy. Yeah. This isn't like a video game where you've reached the max and you're not you're now overall ninety nine. Yeah. Or and, some and, kind of marathon race yeah. where you reach to the final. <laughs> like this isn't this isn't how it works with mm-hmm. uh, our spiritual. Uh, evolution yeah just like anything in life man you think scientists have maxed out whatever they're studying whatever they're learning about or doctors who are learning about the medicine or the practice that they do no they're forever learning there's always something new that's come up there's always different things that's out there right Mm -hmm. how can we not apply that when it comes to the word of god and we have to apply it even more for the word of God mm. because God's knowledge is infinite. Yes. Right? And right. We're our, limits of our understanding. We're, our understanding is nothing. No, we, bro, we're... Look at, look at the world. The, mm. world used to th- the, the world used to think that the world was flat, right? Now they say it's round. Hey, some still do. Some people believe that the world was the center of the universe. I believe that. I believe in the flat earth. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> Let's face the facts. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. Okay, this is. I'm always been. I've always been skeptical of governments because the government withholds knowledge from us. Oh, for sure. There's so much that's going on within the government that they're not going to tell you everything. Right. And when but they don't want to tell you, it's because. It's for a reason. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. right? With all the censorship, again, there's a reason why there's want to be censorship. Men right? are flawed, man. That's this is one thing we need to understand. We are all flawed. Yeah. We all have our own agendas. Mm-hmm. We have a, all a, our own way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. And not everybody's the same. Now, because we put these people in power, they think they can get away with certain things. Right. It's like this. It's like to say, oh. Because uh, someone's a cop, that doesn't mean they don't break the law. Man, like I guarantee you, in the in their late nineties, early two thousands, everybody was downloading music illegally. Yeah, or, or watching legal TV on satellite or some way somehow, right? And that's illegal. Mm-hmm. You're breaking the law. Yeah, I will be the first to admit I was downloading all kinds of games on the computer. All kinds. All kinds <laughs> and music and movies. That's right. I was yeah. a pirate. Yeah, bro. Everybody was doing it. Oh, I still kind of am. I wonder if people are still doing it. I still am. Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) They're not hearing. (laughs) Yeah, man. Like, how many of us have jaywalked? Yeah. That's illegal. Yeah. How many of us have, like, man, all of us. Stolen. Stolen. How many of us, like, we've all done illegal things, whether we want to admit it or not. Why? One way or another, right? No matter how we try to, you know, say it or whatever the narrative, it all comes back to, is it or is it not? Like, how many people have gone to the grocery store and picked out a grape and just chewed on it and didn't pay for it? Yeah, because they want to do quality control. Yeah, quality control. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing. Now, if we use that same mindset in the church, man... We're screwed. Yeah, man. We we abuse the system one way or another, man. We're never satisfied with how the system is. Or we're always going to complain about it. But even though when it is nice, we're still going to try to abuse it one way or another. We're just setting ourselves up for failure. Yeah, because we got like you got big liberal con- congregations that are just allowing people to do whatever they want to do. Doesn't matter. Yeah, you're no you're accountability. Living, yeah. You're living by grace. Yeah. 
God is going to forgive you. Yeah. You know, and God's the- mercy is endless. God's love is endless, right? Mm. His mercy is new every single day, right? Yeah. So now we take we we everybody loves saying that, right? His mm. mercies are new every day. It's biblical. It's the truth. It's mm. we know it, right? But, but doesn't we, say his his mercies are new every day for those who are um, doing the same sins over and over, right? Let me let me give you this 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 verse, and I'll say it in Spanish because I don't know it in English. Lento para la ira y grande en misericordia. Oh. Now, what is the first? What is the first part of that? What did I say? Lento para la ira. That slow, right? He's slow in anger, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not slow, but um, patient, right? But what does that? What is? What is that verse telling you? That his patience, his mercy, or his his understanding has a limit. Mm-hmm. Don't try to go over it. Yeah. Don't abuse it. Don't abuse it. Because then when you do that... And again, man, it goes back to it, right? Everything that we have nice, we're never satisfied with it. We, we try to ways to capitalize on the situation or abuse the system without mm. knowing, right? So same thing with this scripture too, right? How how fortunate are we to be under God's grace right now? Mm. To have His love and mercy that's everlasting, that's never-ending, that's limitless, right? And how much do we still abuse something that... Maybe we still are struggling to understand how good God is with us. Have you ever seen the movie uh, 21? Jump Street 21? No. It's called 21. It's about a kid who's in MIT. Bro, you're talking to the guy who doesn't watch movies. I know. I'll give you a, brief, a quick brief <laughs> about the movie. Dale. It's a Synopsis. It's a, it's a kid who's, in, who's studying in MIT. Super smart kid. Like, super smart. He's also trying to get into Harvard, Harvard Med, but the only way he can get in is through scholarship, right? Because his tuition and living expenses alone would be 300K. Yeah, he can't afford it. He can't afford it. So what happens is he finds out about a group in, in on campus that is learning how to count cards Oh, poker. Now I remember. I have, I have seen this movie. <laughs> yes. So for, for the listeners... He's he's trying to he learns how to count cards. Right. So on the weekends, him and this group of uh, students and a teacher, they fly out to Vegas, and they count cards. Yeah, they come up with some kind of scheme to get all this. And money. they start making all this money. And then, in the beginning, he tells his teacher, "I'm only in this to make three hundred and fifty k, so I can pay for med school." Right. And the guy's like, "Yeah, it's cool, man. That's fine. You're gonna do it." Mm-hmm. And then, towards the middle of the movie, he's made so much money that the one girl was like, "What happened to making three hundred and fifty k for school, and then you're out?" Yeah, and he's like, "I'm just enjoying it." That's how we are. That's a yeah, man. That's a perfect example of how we are in nature, in human nature, right? We always gonna say like, "Oh no, um, 
I'm only gonna get this for for myself. I'm only gonna have like one vehicle. No, no, no. I'm only gonna get this house and that's it. Well, as long as I have this, I'll be okay. As long as I have that, I'll be fine. I'll be okay with it. Mm-hmm. But once we get to that point, there's always something more we want. Something more we mm-hmm. want. It gets to a point where now that we enjoyed it and we experienced like, oh, I want it more now, right? We we're never satisfied. Yes. We're never satisfied. But why can't we be like that with our spiritual growth? Right. Yeah. It seems like we get stagnant with our spiritual growth. Yeah, we get satisfied with our spiritual growth. It's it's like complete opposite, eh? The complete opposite. Complete opposite. We get we get comfortable. We get satisfied with our spiritual growth. We don't want to go more and more and more, right? Even though that there's so much, there's so much that that we can wonders see. we can do, we can see, and and how God can reveal Himself, and there's just so much positive, right? Mm. There's so much amazement with it, but then we're so again distracted when it comes to materialistic stuff, when it comes to money, when it comes to this, when it comes to that. It drives me nuts when I hear people say, "Oh, I've been in church for forty years." What have you done in forty years? Yeah, man, you're still the same person that you were forty years ago. Look in the mirror and ask yourself, what have you done? Yeah, what have What are you done? doing? Yeah. What is your career in church? Exactly. What is your career like in the gospel? What sometimes is your we're in the so Bible? Sometimes we're so focused in growing our career. Yeah, and our goals, our personal goals. Our personal goals. Oh, I want to have I want to have a brand new car. I want to have a, a, a 2000 square foot house. I want to I want to get a cottage. I, I want to have my RSPs all yeah. set up well by the time I I I want to invest I in the stocks. Exactly. Right? My uh, my like no, shout out to my brother-in-law. There's no shade to him, but he was telling me last week that he wants to retire at 55. That's great. That's a great. That's great. Yeah, it's nice to have goals. It's, a, it's right. a great goal to have, man. Yeah. Like we're not saying that goals are not a bad, yeah, a bad thing. Not, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping he he he's able to retire at 55. Mm-hmm. But my question to him, and my question to everybody else is, what about your spiritual growth? Yeah, where's God and all this? Why? What do you want to? What do you want to have done in your spiritual world by the time you're 55? Yeah, like what? What in this during this time until you reach your goal? How, where is God in the center of this? Is He still your priority in all of this as well? Because it's great to have dreams and goals and all that, but again, right? As we've spoken before, right? What is the plan that God has for you, and where does God fit in all of these dreams and goals that you have? Yeah, because I was talking to, just <clears throat> I think it was last week. Uh, I went, I went to go see like I service where my dad works, right? And where my dad works, my uncle works too. My uncle works there as well. Like they work side by side and then we were talking and my uncle was like laughing at my dad right because my dad has one more year of work and then he retires it's official yeah. like officially yeah my dad's retiring next year awesome. thank god yeah. and um like he's retiring from his secular job right 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 and we were talking about that right because he's like oh you know it, it drives me nuts when i hear hispanics say oh i'm gonna retire and i'm gonna move back home He's like, why are you going to do that? What's the point of that? Like, there's no point in that because you're going to have to come back anyways to continue getting your pension, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. right? That's what he was saying. Every six months or whatever the case is. And then he's like, and I tell your dad all the time, I'm like, I'm like, if you're going to retire, do something good within the church, right? And then I looked at my uncle and I'm like, you know, when he, during the pandemic, he was doing a lot of work for the church. Why? Because he had the time. He didn't have his secular work because he was laid off. Mm. He was committing to that job, right? 
to be a pastor is not just to be at uh, at the physical temple every yeah, single day Saturday, and thing. typing up your sermon or whatever the case may be. Yeah. To be a pastor is to go visit the, those people who are sick, to to go visit those who are in jail, to yeah. go. There's so much that's involved that's not seen by others. Exactly. In the church. Exactly. So what what happens? What I what I was telling him is, once he retires from this, is when his real job begins. Yeah. Right, because now he's gonna have more time. Now he's not gonna have an excuse to say, "Well, I have to be at work at, work at 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. and I have to work and do what I have to do." Right yeah. now, no longer is that your job, your full 100% job. It now your full 100% job is to do what God's calling yeah. you to do. That eight hours a day has been cleared up completely. Exactly, and and I was telling him, I'm like, imagine if if he retires from here, and then he starts working 100% in the church. And then the church starts paying him. What are people going to start saying? They're going to start criticizing him because they're getting paid for it. Well, what happens if he does it for free? Yeah, there's a lot of what ifs, right? So, and, and, and the whole point of that, the whole point of the conversation was, what about our spiritual growth? What about our spiritual jobs? Right, that we're so sometimes that job is neglected because we're so concentrated in, in trying to get our RSPs up. We're trying, to, we're so concentrated on our retirement funds. Mm. We're so concentrated on trying to get a down payment for our house, or trying to pay our mortgage, or try to pay our rent, or try to do this, or try to do that, try to get a down payment for a brand new car. But what about your spiritual growth? What are you doing to spiritually grow within the church, mm -hmm. within your relationship with God? What about your secret place? Have you even gone? Yeah, me spending time there. Are you spending time? Are you spending time reading the Word, meditating on the Word, exactly. praying about the Word, right? Are you talking to others about the Word? We're so fo we're so focused on everything else. Yeah, we're distracted except for what we should be focused on. Yeah. Like we're seeing, we're seeing how this world is being turned upside down we're seeing yeah. so much stuff happening like look at what happened in hawaii look at what happened up north or on, in the west coast here in canada like these aren't these things aren't happening just for the sake of happening the world is showing us that the end is near it's interesting because i remember um in the bible there's like a story about i don't know if it's like a nation or some kind of location where they were once were struggling so much, so they were putting all their time, energy, focus into praying to God, praising God, worshiping God, and and petition and 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 asking for God for help, help, help. Right. Mm -hmm. Then at some point, long story short, this nation, God blessed them, and they became so prosperous mm. that they had everything. They were doing so well economically that, and then it came to the point where their spiritual um, level or whatever just completely depleted. Where complete opposite happened, where they had nothing, they were all about God. Mm. But then they had everything, now they don't have God in their lives. So what happened? God just shut it down pretty much in that point where a wreckage or, or downpour of whether natural disasters or just everything was just stripped away because, all right, this is what you have, this is what happens when you don't recognize me when you have everything. All right, let me give you a lesson kind of thing. And I feel like nowadays, when it comes to church, at least for Christian folk, if I can say this, seems like a sort of similar kind of thing that's happening for us too, right? Where once upon a time we had nothing. No, we got it all. No, we got it all. And we forgot. Yeah. Right. So your pursuit of having a, a two thousand square foot house, right? It comes with a, at a cost, right? Because if you can't afford it, 
you're going to do everything you can, everything physically possible for you to be able to afford it. Mm-hmm. Now, instead of working five days a week, you're working seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have time to go to church. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have time to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Because by the time you get home, you're too tired. You're exhausted. You just want to go to sleep. Because then you also, what, have to spend time with your family, spend time with the kids, or do other chores around the home. Like, there's exactly. just always something that's going on as well. Now your your your, phys- your spiritual relationship with God is gone. Hmm. Now you don't care about that because it's more important for you to be able to pay your mortgage, to pay your your property tax, your your utilities, whatever the case may be, because your pursuit of having uh, owning a house was more important than owning a house up there mm-hmm. or building that foundation for your home for your family in a spiritual sense exactly right so and we've seen I've, I've seen this time and time again man like i've seen people that are that go hard for for their jobs but then when it comes to their spiritual life they could oh, care it comes less. to church yeah they they're just, falling asleep during the service they're yeah, whatever they just arrive show up stand up sit down listen clap stand up sit down leave that's not what god wants from us he wants better from us he wants mm-hmm. us to actually put our full 100% effort into what god is asking us to do right yeah like you were telling me earlier how <clears throat> how at work you guys have this huge quota of 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 um cars that you need to do right mm-hmm. and now you've been starting early and you've been working late now imagine if you didn't want to do that for your service for God. Mm-hmm. What's gonna happen? What's God? How's how does God see that? Because you're right. doing twelve hour days, right? Imagine that, eh? If we were to put that same amount of effort and 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 focus, not just in our work but also in our relationship with the Lord, what kind of changes could? Whoa! What kind of changes we would see? Mm. What kind of things would God do in our lives, right? Imagine putting twelve hours of work. At church, no one, no one wants to do it. Let's right. just be and, honest. No and, one wants to do it. And when we say twelve hours of work in church, we're not saying like you know fixing this life, fixing that life, putting up and like doing this kind of cleaning or or repairing. Well, we're not saying that so much in a sense. Like yeah, there's probably things you got to comes do with it sometimes, right? But we're also talking about when it comes to prayer, fasting, mm. reading the word, and just having community prayer as well, right? Interceding, right? Having that fellowship, having those kind of moments where you're um, praising God with others as well. Like, what happened to Vigilias? Mm. Man, when's, that, when's the I, last time you had one? I can't. Re- I think I was fifteen the last time when I was a part of a Vigilia. I can't even remember. I I must have been. I was still in my teens mm. for sure. Still in my teens, and I'm thirty three now. I haven't had one easily in ten years. I haven't been to one in easily ten years. Or or convenciones, you know, or going to other churches as well, right? Yeah, like when it was, man, that's the saddest part, right? Because we were talking about division, right? When was the last time there was a convention where there was more than one congregation there and everybody was in... All these churches united in one temple. United, thinking the same thing, preaching the same thing, exalting the name of Jesus Christ. When was the last time we all did that? I will admit that's something that I do miss from... uh, ICM, shout out to ICM, where they do convenciones, where it's sister churches come to like one location, wherever it's cho- choosing it. And you always know when that happens. It's like, it's going to be a fire service. Because again, everyone is coming there. Fire. 
right with the same mentality same unison right praising worshiping the god and and you know the altar call is going to be fuego <laughs> i have a, i have a project in mind i haven't told anybody this yet but i have a project in mind Ooh, breaking news that i want to um if god willing god give me the strength i can put it put it in paper soon and then put it into action for 2024 and it's not for my glory it's not for the the church that i go to or whatever the case would be it's this will be for something to unite every christian in this city to show the world who we serve Mm -hmm. to show the world that we can unite under one name Mm -hmm. under one sacrifice for the world and i'm hoping and i'm praying to god i'm asking him to to help me in this project that i have in mind man because i know it's not going to be easy to over uh, undertake it right it's not going to be easy to for other people or even myself to put egos to the side put pride to the side and be able to put the name of jesus front and center and to be able to do it for him yeah let's just work together with the same goal exactly giving glory to god yeah so i'm hoping man like i'm hoping i can put this into play man and i can we can do something right i don't want to say what it is yet because you know I, i i there's a little bit of fear in me still for sure um but um i'm still asking god to be able to to do something yeah for direction for direction to be to be him to be leading me in this project that i i feel like god is putting it in my heart Mm -hmm. to do it i just need um i need him to confirm it like 100 percent for there there to be no doubt in me to know that what what I'm trying to do is what God wants me to do. For sure. Right? Yeah. So, and I'm still waiting for that confirmation, but I know it's coming soon. And as soon as it's it's confirmed in my heart, then I can put it in paper and put it into action and start doing what I have to do in order for me to do what I feel like God is, is asking me to do. Right? And if And if it works out perfectly or if it works out, that I know it's going to be something great. It's going to be something that this city hasn't seen yet. And I'm hoping, I'm praying that it, that it, God's leading me towards that. And it's not going to be easy, man. No, for sure. But I know there's going to be hurdles. I already know. Yeah. There's going to be hurdles that I have to jump Any, over. Anything worth fighting for, anything um, sacrificing for, anything that you truly believe in that you want to accomplish will never be easy. Yeah. Right. For sure, brother. Should we wrap this up? Yes, sir. It's been a good. I miss. I miss when we're not able to uh, record our podcast because it's like this is a good time for you and I to catch up mm-hmm. on what's been happening in our lives and and just to be able to reflect on on our on our spiritual journey as well right yeah man this be- is the beautiful thing when it comes to fellowship right and again recognizing that there is not many of us and if i can say many of us in our age that many of us that are not just in our age not just uh same culture not just having the friendship that we've known each other having the history that we have but just having another brother in christ right mm-hmm. um it's something that i need to emphasize this for everyone to hear is like fine 
have that, right? Being alone in this world is tough enough, right? Right, and it's up to us if we decide that we want to be alone in this or not, right? Um, find that other person or other individuals that you can't be with when it comes to this career and the faith that we have, right? To support one another, to fight for one another, mm. and to show that unity, right? To show that love. Yes. <clears throat> to show that love that God shows us, right? To accept each other for, for our, for our flaws, mm-hmm. right? Because we are all flawed. Yeah. If we, if we. One thing that, like, right before we finish, right, um, one thing we need to understand, if we're in that pursuit of, you know, trying to congregate somewhere or trying to figure out where God wants to lead us, right, one thing that we need to do is not look at the other people's flaws. Look at the perfection that's in Jesus, right? Because if you look at my flaws, you're going to find them. Yeah. You're going to find so many flaws. Yeah. Right? If I try to look at your flaws, I'm going to find them too, right? Everybody, we're all flawed. And how is that going to, again, what's that seed going to be in our mind, right? Is it mm-hmm. going to be for the greater or is it just going to put us in negative stance or negative mindset and, and a judgmental mindset, right? It's going to stop you. It's going to deteriorate. It's going to stop you yeah. from... Is that going to nurture you or is that going to hinder you? Exactly. It's going to hinder you from, from seeking God's face, right? Because you're no longer trying to seek His face. You're trying to seek someone else's flaws. Mm-hmm. And that's not what God wants from us. Right? And keep that in mind, brothers and sisters. Like, we are all flawed. We are all sinful in our nature. But we're all in this in this road or in this path of perfection. That is Jesus Christ. Amen. And once we understand that, we all we won't no longer go to church and be like, "Well, this person said this, or this person is dressed a certain way, or this person's hair is this, or or he didn't shake my hand, or he didn't say hi to me, or he didn't say God bless you." Pettiness. You won't you won't have that pettiness in you. Mm-hmm. You'll just know that you're there to better yourself. Yeah, let's not to be worship so sensitive, God. man. Yeah. Exactly. Not be petty, not be sensitive, not be, you know, offended by every little thing. Yeah, we're just searching for reasons, right? Or searching for excuses. Exactly. Yeah. Alright, brother, do you want to lead us in prayer? Of course. I'm going to do it in English this time. Ooh. How's that? Oh, yeah. God who's in heaven. God who is on this earth and God who lives and reigns in our hearts we want to thank you Lord for another day of life we want to thank you Lord for your love and your mercy we want to give you so much thanks God for this opportunity that you've given us Lord to have this podcast to speak about you Lord we want to thank you God for the life that you've given us for the families for our friends for our brothers and sisters for the family of Christ that we have, for those that you've put in our lives. We want to thank you, God, for the work that you provided us, for the vehicles, for the homes, for food, for water, for safety, for protection. We want to thank you, God, that for the, we live in Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. We want to thank you, God, for the opportunity that you allowed us to live in a country where we had no choice to leave our mother countries, Lord. We want to thank you, God, because we are still here. We want to thank you, God, because we are still in health. That we're still able, Lord. That we're not living in times of war, of persecution, of poverty. That you've been so, so good to us, Lord, and you continue to be good to us, God. 
We thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lord, for everything that you do and continue to do in our lives. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the work that you're doing in myself and my brother and my fellow Nicks, God Almighty. Thank you for the work that you continue to do, that we may continue to work for you and for your glory, because it is always and forever will be your glory and yours alone, God Almighty. We lift your name on high because you are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. You are our commander. You are our master. You are our God of, above all gods. You are our only God. You are our only Father. You are the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are the Alpha. You are the Omega. You are the first. You are the last. You are the beginning. You are the end. You are the creator of this universe. You are the creator of this world. You are the creator of all the planets, of all the solar system, God Almighty. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your sacrifice. Thank you for allowing us more and more as we discuss and as we talked amongst ourselves of the impact that you've made on this world and continue to make. Of the impact when it comes to reading your word, discussing about your word, meditating your word, and trying to understand more and more the depth and meaning behind each word that is used in your scripture. To try to understand through the guidance of Holy Spirit of what else we can learn about your word. Of how much more we can understand the importance, understand the intention, understand the goal, understand the use of each of every punctuation and word. That knowing that there's no wasted space, no wasted time, no wasted words, no wasted punctuation in your word. Knowing that everything is chosen with purpose. Recognizing, Lord, that... Your word isn't as simple as we think or we take it to be. It isn't just something that we read off of face value. Understand that your word is like the oceans. That not only do we just surf off the, skin, off the surface of the water, but we also have to dive deep into the depths of the ocean knowing that there is more as we get, uh, as we get deeper. That there is more as we get lower. As there's more to it, there's more value to it, God, as we get deeper and deeper into your word. Guide us, Holy Spirit, to understand your word more and more as we recognize that even though we read your, the same verse a thousand times over, that there's still more we can grasp of it. Only our carnal minds can only understand and grasp so much of it, but with the guidance of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus, we may understand more of your perfection, more of your love and your mercy, and more of what your word has for us. Thank you, God, so much. Thank you, God, so much. God, we pray for the nations. We pray for this world. We pray for this country of Canada that we live in, Lord. That God Almighty have mercy on all of us. For we are so flawed. That we are so imperfect, God. Thank you, God. And I ask you, Lord, that with your mercy and your love upon us all, Lord, to help Justin Trudeau with his leadership in this country, Lord, to have mercy on him, to help him, to use him, God, for the creator of this country, Lord, for your, according to your will, God Almighty, for those that are affected in war, for those that are affected in different countries living through tough times, God, we ask for your love and for your mercy over them. For those that are doing your work in those countries, for those that are doing your work in different areas of all across this world, God, we ask for your love and your mercy and to provide, to provide, God, to provide for them that they may continue to do your will, your work, give them new strengths, Lord, that they may continue to work for you, God Almighty. 
We ask for peace in this world, God Almighty. We ask for your for 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 peace all over the cross this globe, God Almighty. We thank you, Lord. We give you so much thanks and we continue to thank be thankful, God, because we recognize that there's so much that you've done in our lives and continue to do in our lives. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this time and opportunity, God, that we continue this journey, Lord, and this career. And understand that, Lord, there's so much more in all of us when it comes into the church. That there's so much more than just showing up, sitting down, standing up, giving our tithes, raising our hands, and clapping and singing, God. That there's so much more that we can do, that we should not be stagnant, that we should not be comfortable in your church. Recognizing that we do have some kind of calling, or we do have some sort of assignment, that we have some sort of job to do in the church, whether it is confirmed or not whether you call us to be god we need to be active in church lord if we're putting all this time and effort into our secular lives into our jobs into our careers into our own personal projects then we should be expecting to put the same amount of effort and work or even more into our spiritual career god when it comes to our relationship with you when it comes to our intimate relationship with you when it comes to spending time in our secret place when it comes to spending time to read your word when it comes to spending time and meditating your word when it comes to spending time praying to you when it comes to spending time fasting God anything worth fighting for effort needs to be there we have all these examples in our life God that how much time did it take for us to prepare ourselves for a career when it comes to going to school how much time did it take for us to prepare ourselves to be in a relationship, to be married, to have children? These are situations and scenarios that doesn't just take one day or that takes a week or two weeks, Lord. This is time and effort that takes years at some points, years and months, whatever it takes, Lord, and still needs to be put it into. Same thing needs to be applied, God, with our relationship with you. How can we call you our best friend or our father if we hardly speak to you? How can we ask for such things if we, if we hardly speak to you? How can we always ask, ask, ask and never put in the effort for you, God? God, we ask for your love and your mercy upon all of us, upon myself, upon my brother here, Lord, recognizing that we are sinners, Lord, recognizing that we are flawed, recognizing that we are imperfect, recognizing that God... We are nothing without you. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you, Father. And we need to recognize that every single day we need you. If we go a day without speaking to you, if we go a day without having a talk with you, or having some kind of moment with you in any capacity, in any way, does that translate that we don't need you anymore? Let that not be the mindset that we have, God, as Christ's followers. Let that not allow be the mindset in our hearts, Lord. Let that not allow be a kind of culture or practice that we maintain ourselves, God, in this kind of a career that we have, Lord, when it comes to the Christian aspect. That we recognize that we need to actively be involved with you one way or another, God. Lord, I pray and ask for the unity when it comes to all those who follow you. My fellow Nick just say, stated to God that there's about 20 Hispanic churches in the city of Kitchener, God. 
and I ask for unity, Lord, that we all become united, God, that we can, that we drop any kind of division or drop any kind of egotistical, drop any type of personality or, or drop any type of pettiness or drop any type of way of thinking that doesn't allow us to be coming together into one whole church, that we become united under one house, under one roof, Lord, that we give you all honor and glory because only you are worthy of it. Help us, God, to understand and remind ourselves about the basics, God. That it's not us, Lord, it is you. That we don't do it for our own glory, we do it for yours. Have mercy on us, God. Have mercy, I ask you, Lord. Have mercy in the name of Jesus. I want to thank you, God, once again for all that you do and continue to do. And that we recognize that, above all else, your name is to be lifted on high. That you be glorified, always. In the name of Jesus, I ask and I pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Amen. Never forget, Jesus is love. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Tune in next time. I was going to say next week, but we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. I, I keep saying this phrase. I don't know why, but if, if, it, was in a, it was in a show. It was supposed to be funny, and it is funny, but it's also true. You ever want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans. Because there's his plans, and there's our plans. Yes, sir. A su nombre. In the name of Jesus. A su nombre. Will he be always glorified? A su nombre. Jesus loves you. A su nombre, Gloria. Y su pueblo, Victorious. Victorious. God bless you, brothers and sisters.